Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent Boy, week three was an odd week. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett Grant Goodwin here. Sideline to Sideline, the 2A edition, brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Also, Small Town Society. We'll talk about them here in a little bit. Uh, but storms hit, swept across the east into the central part of Texas. You had games that were completely stopped. You had games that were stopped and started the same night. You even had some games that were stopped and picked up on Saturday. Stephenville Decatur didn't get uh, done till 1.15 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday morning. And we're going to talk about that in the 4A game because that's one of those games where you just have to wonder if the stoppage led to the end of the game because one team was kind of in control and then they end up losing control. In 2A, it seems like for the most part, uh, games either started and, and played or just completely stopped like Beckville Harmony. Uh, we'll be talking about that one. That's a game that, you know, looking at the score, not knowing anything about it, I was surprised. And then when I found out that the game ended in after the first half, I don't know if to be more surprised or what. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll also be talking about all the other key games from last week. And then, of course, we'll do some preview of this week. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Doing well. Looking forward to week four. Some huge games here in uh, Class 2A coming up. Uh, yeah, we, we, we're starting to, you know, we, we, we talk about this. In this era, teams play better teams in the non-district, and it seems like even at 2A, it's even more. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of it's because bad 2A teams, a bad 4A and a bad 5A team can still kind of hide some things. A bad 2A team against a great 2A team, that's where you usually get those 70s, so I can understand why they have a hard time finding games. But I'm just impressed with how many 2A teams are playing other 2A top teams this year. Yeah. All right, so what we do here on the show is we review the week that was and we preview the week that is. So let's start with the week that is. Where do you want to start, Mr. Goodwin? Let's go up top and go Sonora uh, beating El Dorado 39-13. to uh, Sonora's running back Edgar DeLuna had a huge game running for 300 yards on just 20 carries. Yeah, we're, we're seeing that. And, and we, we always see some big offensive or some big uh, uh, running numbers. But it feels like this year we're seeing a lot more. To me, what's more impressive is the fact that he had 300 yards on only 20 carries. He didn't have – I mean, even at 30 carries, that would have been amazing. Yeah. But at 20 carries, and they still had a wide receiver catch uh, – five catches for 100 yards, Cam Aguero. Uh, I mean, you can't get more offensively balanced than that. You've been high on Sonora all year, and, and mm-hmm. so far they, they've proven you right. Yeah, 3-0 and right now. Um, so, yeah, things are getting looking good for the Broncos. Uh, 
How about, okay, Beckville Harmony. Uh, Beckville was up 35 to 18. Uh, that game was called when? First half? Uh, which, at the end of the first half. Okay, and I thought, you know, just looking at the looking at the 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 score here, Beckville putting up 35 points in the first half. Yeah, that's that, that, that's a lot. That, that's, and, and holding Harmony to 18. You know, I, I think that's the most impressive thing is, and I don't know what would have happened in that second half. You know, 17 points isn't unheard of. No, you know, no, not and, at all. And, Especially and, when one team scored 35. Yeah, in the first half. And you, you, you've got a team with like Boston Seahorn and, and a Harmony team that can score. But I want to remind people, and you and I talked about this uh, in the our big preseason show, you know, in 3A, that, yeah, Harmony had everybody coming back. Yeah, they made a nice semifinal run, but they still lost five games. And, mm-hmm. and were they going to improve on that? And so far, they haven't. But for Begville... They haven't played the easiest of schedules. Well, no, they haven't. 3A. But you would think if they're, if they're a... And, and, and I'll, we'll get back to Begville, but if you would think that Harmony's this will not stay on. If you Struggling would think that, over there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, if you would think that Harmony's supposed to be back as a 3A semifinal, mm-hmm. they should beat Beckville. Um, yes. As good as Beckville is. And, and now let's turn to Beckville being because this is a 2A show. I love the response Beckville has had since that Timpson game yeah. because it had been real easy to be like, okay, well, that's it. You know, they're in our region and barring something weird happening, they're probably going to, uh, we're going to have to go through them again. Since then, man, they have dominated, and they've dominated good squads. And, and, and I will still say that Harmony is a good squad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They'll, they'll make some hay in 3A, and I think they'll make a little bit of a run in the playoffs again. How about Stratford, 57, Groover, 26? Stratford ran this up to a 38-7 to lead at halftime. Wow. I do want to go back real quick. Oh, yeah. I just realized this. The leading passer for Beckville was Jacoby Williams. Was he really? Two Stud of- running back. Two of three, 123 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran for 54 yards. So maybe that's the difference going into the more wildcat with him. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about they were they were at times trying to force the ball to him. Well, if you just give him the ball every game, and it'll also allow him to find other guys. Uh, anyway, move him around a little bit. Yeah, I just I just wanted to bring that up. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> uh, Stratford, 57, Groover, 26. Stratford uh, got up to uh, a 38-7 to halftime lead. Uh, Stratford's quarterback, Bryce Braden, ran for 120 yards uh, and went 11 of 19 for 265-yard passing. So Bryce Braden had a huge game. Yeah, I mean, when, when you look at that 38-7 to lead and then they give up, what, 22 points, uh, something like that, after. Uh, they kept the gas going offensively. Uh, Julio Valdez on defense, 14 tackles. Uh, he also had two passes for 153 yards and two touchdowns. I always love those, uh, again, like 10 carries, 300 yards. I love the big stat lines. Two catches, 153 yards. I mean, that's th- – that. I know back when we that's played – It's like a, what, 75-yard average. I'm yes. not real good at arithmetic, but – It's a long way each catch. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, back in our day, uh, a wider seer with two catches for 153 yards and two – Two TDs was probably all district. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to yeah. be an all Future district. Heisman. Yeah. Uh, Stratford will, will take on Vega this week and then Perryton, and then they'll hit that district. And it's a district that's been pretty good so far. 1-2A Division One. They've got four teams that are 3-0, and one that's 2-1. and They'll take on Sunray. That's uh, West the Stennett West Texas Comanches. They take on uh, Sunray this week, so we'll know a little bit about them. So real good start for the Elks. We had talked about them uh, two weeks ago when they beat Sunray. Uh, that was a little bit closer than we thought, though. Sunray's mm-hmm. actually proving to be a pretty salty team this year. Uh, but good win for the Elks. Uh, Toller, we talked about it. Dallas Christian's just a, a different 
beast. And also with Peyton Brown not playing, it, it, yeah. it was going to be tough. Even if Peyton Brown played, I don't. I mean, he's a great player, but I don't know. What if was he's, that? Thirty-seven to six. Yeah, thirty-seven to six. I don't know if he's thirty-one points better, but it would have made it closer. But yeah. you know, as we kept saying, that that's just when you get into the private schools and they're looking to play public schools. That usually means they feel pretty good about themselves. Right. All right. How about Albany 41, Seymour 14? Albany's Chip Chambers threw for 229 yards and two touchdowns. Adam Hill, another great game, uh, 326 yards on 24 carries. Kaysen Fairchild had 122 yards receiving on just two catches. So another receiver doing it big on just two catches. Yeah, and we'll be talking about them here in a little bit as well. But as they're gonna... Albany just not looking like world beaters again. I, yes, and, 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 you know, for, for all the talk of, of all the other teams and how, you know, in, in Division Two, how Timpson looks and, and, and Refurio and all that, and then you look at over here – I mean, Division One. you look over here and you just see Albany, and, and they look – as strong as they did last year, I, you know, we can debate if them beating Mart was an upset or not. If if they were to play again this year and Albany wins, there's no way you could call that an upset. Right, and they got a big one this week as they'll take on Hawley, who just uh, polished off uh, Eastland 33-20. Uh, Keegan Abel's quarterback 13-22 for 191 yards rushing, uh, passing, and Landon uh, Sakura ran for 117 yards on 13 carries. So both Albany and Hawley are – already looking prime going into this week's matchup against each other. Yeah, this is one of those. In fact, Albany the next two weeks. I mean, they've got Holly on the road, and then they go and play Comanche on the road. Wow. And we're going to be talking about Comanche in the 3A show and in this show here in a little while. Comanche, that defense this year has been just absolutely lights out, and that's what they struggled with last year. So I always love when you see a team that they have a bunch coming back from a unit that at times struggle, and you all, we always joke, okay, you have nine coming back from a bad defense. Do you really want all nine of them? Right. Uh, but maybe Comanche has figured it out. Last year, that was a great game. In, in fact, in Albany's state championship run, their only two losses were to Holly and Comanche in these next two weeks. So it's going to be a fun one to see how Albany uh, bounces on that. Let's talk Timpson Dangerfield. Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk a little bit more about this in the 3A2. Uh, Dangerfield suffered some of, one of the worst bad lucks just that it could happen this week. Uh their quarterback got in a car wreck, and I've heard he's basically out for the season. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's a, is it is official. I, I, I don't know if it's official, but but from I mean, what we've heard and, yeah. and it's been verified that, that backup, though, he he's a good one. Yeah, oh yeah, the Dangerfield's deep guys, and, and Timpson kind of. I know this sounds weird in a thirty-three to twenty-six game, but the Timpson defense showed up a lot in this game, especially. And I don't know if this game went to the full game either. I, I haven't found out if this was one of those that was called. Uh, but I, I, I like seeing Timpson having to be in a dog fight that matters and, and, and to see how they responded. Yep. All right. Uh, speaking of defense, how about uh, the Centerville Teague game? Centerville outlast Teague seven to six. Now, is again, I, let me check that because that just sounds like, and they were kind of in that. I think that one went four quarters. It did? Wow. I, I, I think so, yes. Uh, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, you and I both are, are pretty high on, on Teague in 3A. Uh, and but I would have thought Seagoville would have at least been able to put some points on the board. Seagoville, I mean Centerville. Sorry, Seagoville. <laughs> like, wait, am I looking at the wrong game? <laughs> I know the dragons. If the dragons are in two, and they still wouldn't be good. But no. anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean that. I don't know, man. Maybe that's just one of those games where these two teams just slobber knocked it in the middle yeah. of the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I I thought Centerville would win by ten. Seven to ten points, and no way did I think this would be a close game. I thought one team would 
I don't know, stretch it maybe a little bit more. I, 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 I had Centerville, but I didn't think it would be quite like this. Like I, I thought there would be some more points scored. Well, you know, Teague on the year, they gave up 21 to Rockdale, but then they shut out New Waverly and now have given up seven to, to uh, Centerville in the loss. I know it's 8-3-A, but you were high on them at the beginning of the year. Uh, and really for for Malakoff, I think Teague's really going to be their only competition inside that district. It's not the strongest yeah. district. Uh, for Centerville, uh, good win. Uh, you know, we'll talk a lot more about them here coming up because they've got a humdinger of a game coming up. Mm-hmm. They do. All right, Love Lady, 55-0, a 12. This is kind of some quick hitters to close it out here. Uh, and then Alpine, 19, week 18. You know, Wink playing up a class yep. this week. Um, maybe a little depth got them. Uh, but I think that is a good showing for both teams. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and you know, week now two and one, they've got sundown next week, and then they start district play. Hey, that's right, folks. We're week four. District play for some of these districts are going to start here in yeah. the next couple of weeks. So anyway, that is the review. Now let's turn our attention to this week, and let's go on the preview. And, and it's going to be some of the teams we mentioned because we're just it, it's that's how it is this week in two a. Uh, and let's just go ahead and swing it back over to Centerville as they've got uh, Mart this year or this week. And and you know we we haven't talked a lot of Mart. And I actually got somebody asking me why, and and it's the same thing that we tell people in four a when it comes to Carthage. When you're playing who you're playing in the first half, and it's not their fault. Nobody will play Mart. They just got to take who they can get. Right. And you're winning 37 to 19, 48 to 8, and 49 to 7 over teams that aren't really that great. There's just not a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to report on a, you know, 56 to nothing game, 70 to nothing, or yeah. whatever, right? I mean, unless it's a, you know, a matchup of two top 10 teams and one of them just, but when it's, you know, the best of those three teams was Marlin and heck, they didn't even get to play week one. Exactly. Now we get to talk about them though, because this is going to be a battle with, with Centerville. Yeah, it is. Look, Centerville, you know, they've got uh, two really good quarterbacks and Andrew Newman and Santal Holly. Uh, but Mark, I mean, two excellent running backs in J.D. Bell and uh, Demontrell Medlock, and then their quarterback, Jonah Ross. They can put up a lot of points, Mark can, uh, and their defense is pretty salty as well. Well, yeah, this was a game last year that Mark uh, won 21 to 20. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say Centerville went for two and missed it trying to, to get the win. So uh, this is as even as Mark's going to get in regular season. You know, they've got because they're, you know, Centerville. Tigers have a very salty defense as well. I mean, this is two defensive teams that can also run the football. Yeah, Centerville in the year has given up six, 20, and six. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's 20 was against Crawford. And if I remember correctly looking, I think a lot of that was after the game had been decided. I like Centerville in this game. I know it's on the road. Yeah, I do. Oh, wow. I mean, I look at last year's game, and they, they it was 21 to 20, and – I think Centerville is just as good, and I think Mart's just as good. And when it's a one-point game last year, you're just picking straws at my – you know, it's this is definitely the 50-50 toss-up type of game. I, I like Mart in this one. Not big, but 7 to 10 points. I have no problem with that. I mean, this is one of those true, like, it, it could go either way. Um, another one that I think could go either way, and I, I think a lot of people have slept on it, uh, is Cooper versus Collinsville. This game yeah. is in Cooper, the Bulldogs. They're 2-1. and one. Their one loss was to Hooks. You got to see Hooks this week, so mm-hmm. and you didn't get to see a full game. Uh, but give me an idea, and I know Hooks is 3, but just to calibrate, what were your thoughts on Hooks from what you saw in that Winsboro game? I, I, I thought they're well-balanced. Uh, you know, the Walls kid at running back, he's a beast. They got some good receivers. Uh, the quarterback that came in uh, as a backup, uh, he's really, actually, really good. Um, but going back to this game, 
Uh, this is two different styles of football well, yeah. the teams playing. This is what I love. Cooper loves to run the football. Uh, with eight, uh, Adrian Maps at running back, uh, their uh, I believe quarterback uh, Cannon Ingram averages six point seven yards a carry, and then uh, Markel Smith. I mean, they're just loaded for bear, and they will run the ball down your throat. Whereas Collinsville this year, with all everything quarterback in uh, Logan Jenkins, Collinsville's quarterback Logan Jenkins has already thrown for eleven hundred and seventy yards in just three games. Yeah, that's crazy, and and that's three games where he was sitting out some of that because they mm-hmm. won forty eight to twenty, fifty one to fourteen, and then last week got a shutout twenty seven to another. He's got one of the most balanced wide receiver crews in two A uh, with Carter Scott and Reed Patterson, uh, and then you got Colin Barnes, and you have that perfect where Rylan Newman, Rylan Newman's another yeah. one, and he's going to come out of the backfield and. But but you got like Carter Scott. He's your six two guy. He's the guy you're going to go to on the fade passes when mm-hmm. you need a first down. But then you've got your Reed Pattersons and your Colin Bards, the smaller, quicker guys. You get them in space. You get them on those little tunnel screens. Uh, and I'm telling you what, they the Pirates last year, and a lot of it's because of the region they're in, had a very quiet twelve and two year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they did get throttled by Albany in the semifinal. It was sixty six to thirty four. But that was a game that was. They went tip for tap for about a quarter and a half, and Albany was just special last year. Um, they beat Winthorst in that region final, thirty-two to twenty-eight. They felt that they needed to improve their defense, and so far this year they have. But this will be the real test. Oh, yeah. Cooper's going to score. I, I I think this is one of those games where it might take forty to win, not because the defenses are bad, but because both offenses are so good. And this was over in Cooper, right? Yeah, this is okay. over in Cooper, and that's that's a fun drive from Collinsville. <laughs> yeah, not too terribly bad, but it's just where it's at and where you got to yeah. cross. Man, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this one. I I might go Collinsville in a close one here. I kind of like Collinsville in this one as well. We'll we'll see what that Collinsville defense is made of, you know, especially that run defense. Yeah, and and if if Collinsville is to break, I think that's where it is. I think they're going to be able to score. You know, Cooper has a good defense, but you don't look at Cooper and go, man, that defense suffocates. That that that, you know, last year they won the game 33 to 21, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they did. You know, again, the hardest part about Cooper, except for this game and the Hooks game, but I know they won last year, but that's a three A team. Uh, then you've got Honeygrove, and Honeygrove started off two and zero, and they had a they had a game canceled not last week or this week, but last week because the lights blew out. So, mm-hmm. uh, but you you just don't really get a true test of what Cooper can do until they get into that third round of the playoffs. So yeah. I'm really excited, no matter who wins this game, because we can get kind of a calibration on both of these teams, but especially Cooper on where they're going to sit inside this region three to uh, a division one. I know this is two back-to-back weeks uh, of, of you know tough sledding for Cooper, right? Because Cooper had hooks the week before, and then uh, Collinsville this week. So uh, can't can't say the Bulldogs are dogging. Any oh no, yeah, it's, it's it's just that's it on their schedule. You know, they right. beat Lone Oak last week, forty-seven to twenty-seven. Now oh, Lone, that was week before. Yeah, it was week before. But Lo- uh, Lone, uh, Cooper or but, hooks. But Lone Oak's an improved Buffalo team. This is not your one and nine Lone Oak. They're no, not gonna. They're not. They're gonna, still not the. Yeah, they're four and six is going to be a really good year for them. But they right. are on the upswing. But yeah, Hooks and Collinsville, and then. After that, outside of the Honeygrove rivalry game, it's just you just don't get a lot of uh, true uh, under, understanding of what the Bulldogs will be. Right. How about Toller and Comanche? This should be a really good one. Uh, Toller's got uh, Isaac Blessing at quarterback, who's a dual threat. Uh, Peyton Brown, I don't, I, I, as far as I know, he's not playing. Yeah. Again, right. Uh, Kelvin Murray, though, 
uh, the running back freshman, I believe, has stepped up and uh, filled in for Peyton Brown. Uh, and then Comanche's going to answer with Layden Welch at quarterback, Sawyer Wilkinson at uh, running back. Um, man, what, what a game this would be. I like Toler in this game because I think Toler is a little bit more physical up front on both sides of the ball. If Peyton Brown plays, I agree. If not, I like Comanche. Do you? Uh, depth and defense. Okay. Uh, Comanche, I'm taking Toler either way in a close one. Though. Yeah, I have no problem with that. But but Comanche last year felt – in this game is one of them. They lost. They gave up 45, and then they gave up 50 to Bells. And mm-hmm. that was their only two losses. And outside of that, their defense played really well. Uh, but talking to their coach in the offseason, you know, he talked about they, they understood that, hey – if we're going to win the big boy games, we got to play big boy defense. And yeah. I think Toller is a perfect representation of what they're going to see at the end against the Bells. Because Bells isn't going anywhere, folks. Right. I know everybody thinks, oh, well, they found the last brother graduated. That offensive line is still really good. And when, when you run what Bells does so successfully, it's a plug and play. Mm-hmm. Once the sophomores and juniors figure, you know, they're, they're right gaps and all that, they're going to be perfectly fine. So I, I think for Comanche, this is, is, is a big, huge test for them uh, to, to see if they've grown up into big boy football. And I, and I think especially without Peyton Brown, I, I think Comanche could end up winning this by a couple touchdowns. All right. Uh, Albany and Hawley, big game on the docket. Uh, then I think, I think this game and Centerville and uh, Mart are the two big ones. Yeah. It's two, uh, a to two. Well, and Cooper yeah. and Collinsville. I think that, I think yeah, it's that, a th- that's a big one too, but Albany and Hawley, man, who are you going to take in this one? Look, Albany has chip chambers at quarterback, Adam Hill at running back. Yeah. Case of Fairchild at receiver, Hawley, all, you know, quarterback, uh, Keegan Abel's, uh, Landon Sakura at running back. Uh, Hawley got the best of them last year, I believe. Um, yep. This year, I think I might take Albany in a close one. Yeah, I just think Albany. Uh, Albany. I think Albany's just a better team this year. You know, Holly's still a really good team, but they lost a lot from that state championship yeah. team, mainly Austin Compton. Mm-hmm. But they they also lost Roddy Hooper and Will Scott and Casey O'Shields, and it's going to take them a while to rebuild. And you could see that at the beginning when they lost to Jim Ned. Now, in saying that. We kept telling people in 3A, Jim Ned's better this year. They've proven that with how they beat Holiday the very next week. Uh, but then two weeks ago, they kind of struggled with Roosevelt, Lubbock Roosevelt. I know uh-huh. Roosevelt's 3A, but they're in a new coach, a new system, all that. You'd have thought that they would have been able to score a little bit more. And then last week, they beat Eastland by 12. And, man, Eastland's just not Eastland anymore. You know, no. yeah, they're going through some things, which – Schools that size do. Well, I know, but, but we were, you know, we were all believed that, hey, last year was ju- it was literally Coach Morton's youngest team. He ended up retiring, you know, before mm-hmm. the end of the d- beginning of this year. But we felt, oh, that's his youngest team ever, and they just need to they just need to figure it out. Yeah. And they still might, but I thought they would come out a little bit more. And, and the way they've played in other games, I, I just feel like Holly is a step back. I actually think that the only the, the only reason I'm not going 21 points is probably because it's at Holly, but I still kind of feel like I don't know. Albany feels like they're at the beginning of their state championship and, and more. Holly feels like they won their state. Now they're going to take a step back for them, and, and there's going to be some growing pains. And I have a feeling this is going to be a growing pain. All right, one quick hitter before we uh, uh, close this one out: Bremont versus Holland. Yeah, you know this is a game. You know Holland last year for them. Took a step back. They were six and six, but man, they returned like sixteen starters from from that team. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a program that's used to winning 12, 13 games. And I think they're back at that spot. Bremen last year, they were eight and three. They returned nineteen starters. A lot of people have high high thoughts of the Tigers. And then they go out in early season. 
but they go and get beat by Kearns, 27 to 26. Right, yeah, I saw that. That's just a – I would like to know about that one because – Kearns is always athletic, though. Yeah, Kearns, Kearns is – perpetually them and Crockett and at times center, they're perpetually that, man, why do they not do better than their record type teams? And maybe this is that one, you know, where, where they caught them because, but, but then the very next week uh, uh, they win, but they beat Mildred 28 to 27. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, that's a weird, as far as calibrations and stuff, that's a weird one. I'll for still me. take Bremont in this one. I got Holland in this there one. Yeah. Yeah. On the upset, huh? That's my two uh, surprises that you've picked today are Holland and then Comanche by a lot over Toler. Again, that one if Peyton little... Brown's not playing. Yeah. I mean, I just – Toler – look, without Peyton Brown, <clears throat> Toler is still a really good team. Yeah, But I, really I think I think Peyton Brown's the guy that p- takes them past the a couple rounds into the playoffs. I just think physicality and size for these guys. Well, and I'm going, I'm going on that Comanche. Yeah. Address that in the offseason. Maybe I'm I'm buying the I'm buying the Comanche fruit because Eating I the talked Comanche to him. cheese. Now, Aria. yeah, and for Holland, <laughs> man, dude, nine starters back from last year uh, on offense alone, six on defense. This game last year was an absolute shootout. Uh, Bremont ended up winning forty six to thirty five. I just th- th- this one just feels more like it's it's at home for Holland and uh-huh. I, I don't know upsets in the air. I'm pulling. There sometimes you go, you got to swing for the fences. Well, you're doing it. Says the guy who said that Gilmer would uh, beat Gil- Kilgore, and you almost pulled that one off right there. <sighs> By what, there. one point. By one point. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for this two A show. We do appreciate everybody. If you have any questions, thoughts, or comments, email us Grant and Terry at s two s sports dot sport dot com. Excuse me, no, no s at the end. We want to thank our, our sponsors, including our title sponsor, SI Design and Printing. Also want to thank, before we go, uh, because we also have a show in here, the Munster Oktoberfest, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, this is this is one of our favorite sponsors. They've been sponsoring us for a while now, between here and September. Or We're going to make October. plans to go, right, on yes. a Saturday? Yes, going right. to go on the 7th. We're going to have a blast. You know, that's the great thing is you know what that is for us. That's not the weekend we're doing. The, that's uh, the next weekend. We what? get back-to-back weekends of Oktoberfest and then Barbacoa and Big Red down in San Antonio. Oh. Why don't you love our job? Two great festivals. Yeah. And we're getting paid to do this, right? Yeah, we're getting paid to do this, and we get our stuff paid for. And as long as you don't run up any $5,000 bills at certain places. Anyway, so check out. Like certain school districts? Yeah, certain certain coaches of the the football, not the football. (laughs) Uh, But check out MunsterChamber.com. Also, you can find Oktoberfest on Facebook. Just type in Munster. $6,000 at the Dirty Sock. Five. You got it. No, that's what we're going to do. Oh, six. oh we got, we, oh, yeah. if we're going to do it, we got to be better, right? Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, all right, Brett, just be checking the, or don't be checking the charges for the next couple of months. <laughs> anyway, until next time, he's Grant Goodwin. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been Sideline to Sideline, the 2A edition, right here on S2S, part of L4 Media. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that check them out online sidesign.net and hey if you're a parent or a grandparent they've got something for you as well as si design is the leading provider of custom sports prints they offer a variety of products including posters banners canvases and more all you have to do is upload your high quality studio or action shot and si design will create the memory for you 
For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent